<laughs> what's up everyone? welcome back to another episode of the sneaker sins podcast where we discuss debate and dissect the sins and wins of the sneakerverse each week i am one of your co-hosts brett and i'm here with all my friends jason jalen and nabil i'm happy to be back how are we guys yo we finally got everyone back together that's nice Good. yeah what's up guys how's everyone doing this more uh, this evening sorry uh yeah <laughs> Somebody's body clock is a little backwards. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, I just woke up from a nap, so I can say that as well. I envy you so much right now. <laughs> Jason, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, it's nice to uh, have nice weather coming around. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's n n nice weather for another lockdown? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, at least, uh, you know, just going outside uh, and just like being outside is like, like nice. I don't know. I feel good outside now. Whereas in the winter, it's just like this is dank and depressing and everything's dark and cold and I'm mad. Are, are you guys trying to rotate on your like uh, grocery store or just like mental sanity walks at all? Or are you just wearing the same beaters uh, on your walks? I, yeah, it's always good to f to feel fresh. So I'll put something on even if I'm just going like nowhere, like you say or whatever. But mm -hmm. oh, I've been uh, biking around as of late, just kind of in the evening, just get on my bike and put some headphones in and um, just kind of bike around and sing terribly. And <laughs> it's just nice. nice. You're like the like, you know, kids are waiting for the uh, the ice cream truck to come around. You're like the opposite of what they want. There's kids on the lawn and they're just giving me looks like what is going on right now. Man? And like what when you're this guy you think you sound like Justin Bieber or fucking <laughs> Aretha Franklin. But in reality, I probably just sound like a dying cat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. if the uh, range is Justin Bieber to Aretha Franklin, that might be what you sound like, yes. Yeah, I agree. That was really that's, that's a weird spectrum. That's a weird it was, spectrum. It was indeed. I, I was trying to go like first thing and I was like Justin Bieber, but like that's not like I don't think he's regarded as a crazy vocalist. So, you know, we had to step it up with something a little more classic. Who I, I was more thinking like, are you thinking like 2021 Justin Bieber or like a no. tween <laughs> Justin Bieber? Definitely, like, which which Justin no. Bieber are you, Jason? Not tween Bieber, okay? We're gonna are go you sure? Cool new Bieber married to freaking whatever her face is, Haley Baldwin. All right, I'm definitely going with that Bieber. You're, you're, you're not posting on TikToks videos of you riding on a bike singing "Baby." Don't kill me. Yeah. Oh my God, he's on a bike in the video too, isn't he, or something? Mm -hmm. all right, well, then maybe I gotta add that song to my rotation, eh? That's funny. Uh, do you guys have any new pickups for the week? Nah, bro. I, I'm I'm ahead of schedule, so if I'm trying to be a good boy. To like May or June, yeah, Brett. I I, I know sure. you got something to tease a little bit. Yeah. I do have something. I have two things. The first one, which is less exciting, but are both from the same brand. Uh, I got in my pair of New Balance oh, nice. X ALD because I'm not going to say the full thing and butcher the name. Thirteen hundreds in the green colorway. I already had those sold when they came in upon delivery. 
So just flipped him for retail. Kind of just decided I didn't want him, given how long Teddy made his wait. So flipped over. How long? But, right? What did it end up being? Like a uh, year? No, just shy. It was like nine months. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, but sticking to the same topic, um, I guess it all worked out in the end, and there was a silver lining in the sense that everybody who got to purchase or everybody who purchased the thirteen hundreds were granted um, access into an early access raffle for the new 550s coming out. Uh, so naturally, capitalism felt like I was inclined to enter. So smacked in my credit card info and bought a pair because they kind of hold your money until the raffle's over. And if you lose, you get refunded. If you win, it gets processed a lot like Livestock does now. Um, and I hit on the yellow pair in my size, which is uh, super cool. So that's nice to see. Very nice. I, I did try to raffle for the Raging Bulls at uh, Nike mm -hmm. Center. I didn't get it, but my boy, my residential hype beast, Aaron, did get it. Yeah. yeah. More like Raging Bulls. My, my guy's got like four uh, raffle wins under his belt since December. Like it's ridiculous. Wow. That's hacks. Yeah. Wow. I think I think it's just our, our conspiracy theory in our group chat right now is that um, – his name is spelled Aaron, A-E-R-O-N. And like, maybe it's just like, they just sort it alphabetically and his name's the first one most of the time or something. That's hilarious. So Nabs As was- opposed to A-A-Ron? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's an A-A-Ron listening, please enter the next Nike raffle at Eaton Center. And if you win, let us know. And if you've helped us expose them. Yeah, exactly. Nabs Come on just... the pod, A-A-Ron. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, that, that being said, he hasn't won a single Air Jordan one in the past four months. That's so, fine. Yeah. It's fine. He's diversifying his collection, which I like it. Yeah. We love to see it. There are shoes outside of the Jordan one, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that today. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, diversifying his collection to like fives, fours, and threes is hilarious, but yeah. No, he, he got the AM90. He got, you know, like, there's a... It, I can respect the AM90. But yeah, what AM90 is... Slow steps, slow step. The infrareds. Baby infrared. steps, baby steps. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of pickups, I did pick up a old-ass pair of Nike uh, Air Max from um, my good friends over at Poshmark, of course, because that's how I roll. Um, I honestly don't know the name of the model. I couldn't find it despite putting in the skew. Um, uh, this is a pair of, it's from the cross training like series of air maxes from back in the day. Um, and this pair is from 99 actually. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, nine, 21, 99. Um, Can Made in Vietnam. Can you guys see them? Can you turn the background off? I want to see the yeah, shoes. Sorry. It's this old. I'm, I'm trying to see it. Yeah, my bad. Let me I need to appreciate this and that that PP yellow uh, air unit. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so so on the on the on the subject of the air unit, of course, like you're saying, the um, uh, you know, super gonna be super clouded over, you know, frosted up. Um, and I tried the the, the classic, you know, let's try the hair blower, the hair dryer thing, right? I had to try it on the frosted. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a hair dryer is just hot air. So I just used my freaking um, my space heater that I have in my room. Yeah, I turned my space heater on and I just held these bad boys up to it for a while. And it worked, man. This back bubble here, the back bubble was uh, like completely yellowed. 
um and i managed to clear it up a decent amount which is nice so you can kind of see the you know the the structure on the inside um and also the two little air bubbles on the front i managed to completely clear up as well so super impressed that actually worked and like super happy that worked because that was dope you know now i got the the bubbles back a little bit they did you know fog back up a little tiny bit but uh definitely nowhere near as much as as what they were originally nice. um so yeah super super dope uh i don't know if you guys can see the upper but it's kind of reminiscent of like uh maybe air max 2 mm-hmm. not max 2 light but just the air max 2 um yeah. Uh, just interesting paneling and uh a pretty dope shoe overall um yeah it was like 30 bucks ship so you know yeah, heavy 90s vibe i like it yeah also, is it wearable though yeah it is so yeah that's another thing so of course like you got to check that midsole for you know squishiness and whatnot and i was like the midsole's got some still's got some squish to it and uh it doesn't seem like it's going to crumble in half a second so like i've put them on a couple times and walked around very gingerly um and i think they should be all right like i'm not going to be going running or you know crazy anything crazy and any parkour in these but i think they should be okay for like trips to the grocery or whatever man i don't, I don't know so how, how many shekels did you pay the seller for these shekels uh i they were 30 bucks shipped i think man so okay yeah I, I say shekels not because the shoe looks cheap, but because I know Jason. Oh, so cheap, the cheapest, bro. Are you kidding me? And like, bro, fifteen of that is is, is shipping. Like, buddy, buddy probably got eight bones out of this sale. Like, not even oh. jokes. Well, yeah, well, we also don't know where this shoe was. Like, maybe it was like you know in his attic collecting dust, and like you know fifteen. Bucks yeah, that's the thing with all these kind of situations. It's just like some legitimately like old people who like have had these when they. Like probably got them when they came out way back when, and they've just been sitting on them for X years. They don't. Best ones. They don't. That's what I'm saying. That's the best situation, right? Colorful sneakers. You know what I'm saying? I don't Um, know if I've ever worn them in front of you guys, but I have a pair of Nike Shocks conundrums that I bought at a random garage sale in my neighborhood like a year or two ago. Yeah. Cool, a cool name for a shock. actually. I I, I want to get a new pair of shocks, and I, I've been looking at shocks recently, so that's why I'm I vibe heavy with uh, the '90s feel right now. These these are these are shocks. They look like shocks. That's for sure. Um, yeah, totally, totally. The the shocks, I I, I shocks. They're kind of I don't know, man. I'm I'm very torn with the shocks, but I do think. Um, the Skepta ones, which just are like over the top with the shocks, with the, the red shocks, are kind of lit, man. Um, I, I, I don't like the Skepta shocks. I, I know which shoe you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? The TLs, yeah. They're, yeah, they're crazy. I, I don't know. Mine's just a childhood obsession because like the shocks were cool in like 2000, 2003 kind of time. And I remember oh, being sure, I remember. them and, and yeah. my parents just never got them for me. So that's why it's, it's more of a childhood. That's the only thing my dad got for me, those are my track and field shoes. I love those. I wore them down. Like when yeah, they came yeah. back, I got excited. So See, if, if we went to first grade together, Jalen, I would have hated you. So yeah. <laughs> 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 like man's was still wearing shacks from pay less. <laughs> Not even the Reebok shacks, the poor man shacks. <laughs> Those are the change into for track and field shoes. So, you know, I wouldn't yeah. be wearing them all the time. It's fine. Man, at least a Shaq is a brand name, bro. I'm pretty sure I was wearing like bum equipment, which I guess is a brand name, but like not really slash like just random like in-house Zeller's shoes till like no cap grade seven, maybe. Yeah. 
I was I was on my uh, my Airwalk vibe as a kid. I think yeah. that's a Airwalk brand too. You know what? I evolved from Shacks to Airwalks in middle school. So okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> gives you an that's idea. That's an upgrade. I hope so. We'll <laughs> right. do the sneaker history episode for each of us. We uh, really do. That would be a great. Yeah, yeah actually, maybe we'll yeah. do that uh, sometime next. From week. rags to riches, you know the come up story. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. All right. Speaking of major come ups. Jalen, Cardi B is launching some big stuff with Reebok. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's part of her uh, Club C um, that she launched earlier this year. She's getting a full apparel collection with it. And with that, uh, some new colorways to a regular Club C and the coated Club C double. Uh, so the new colorways are a vector red. So it's like the other one that came out, except with a black upper uh, mm. and a full red, like double stack sole. Uh, the FTWR white, don't know what that stands for. <laughs> uh, a Sahara, so it's like kind of looks like a Tim, but a little more upscale than a Tim, so kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, and uh, crisp purple, which is like a nice lilac color. I really like the lilac color, I don't have any shoes that color. It might get me to buy a Reebok, but I like the uh, the thicky sole on these yeah. originally, and I remember saying that. Um, but the original colorways were a little bright for me, and that one's just a little more pastel, a little more muted. I vibe with it. Um, and all those colors are also available on the regular uh, Club C as well, which is cool, but wasn't really my vibe. So, yeah, exciting things for her. Uh, what's cool about the white pair is that it seems to be come with like three sets of Dubrays, which might spell out a word on one of them, but I can't really see it on this picture. Oh, I didn't see that on the Instagram post. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully you, that actually comes yeah. with the shoe. You can kind of yeah. see it on this side photo. Oh, no, you can, you can. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty certain the white pair does come with it. So. Just the white pair though? That's weird. Mm. And those clubs- I change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta change your pick to the white. Those club C's look like platform club C's, eh? They don't look like just normal club C's, or am I crazy? Well, they have normal they ones too, quicker. I think. Yeah. Yeah, this or, or, uh, what did Club C is pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I do I do like the lilac or lavender color a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I almost bought a pair of uh, lavender Club C's. Not these ones, obviously, but a different pair of ones. But, yeah. Uh, pretty good come up. Uh, interesting that it's a summer shoe because like it's uh especially the Sahara pair, like you said, it looks like, it reminds me of yeah. one. Like I, I can see people wearing this yeah. like in the fall and the winter. Facts. Facts. Big Tim. Up in the summer, maybe they'll you know go on sale for the fall. Yeah, yeah. I imagine these sitting at Foot Action in Eaton Center at like twenty nine ninety nine months. Because that's just what yeah. it is. I'm not saying they're bad because like I love Reeboks and I buy my club seat. Like people buy club seats on sale. I know Jason does. No, absolutely. Um, it's just I feel like this is a shoe that you'll be able to get on sale. That's no shade at all. Like mm -hmm. I'd buy a pair. Yeah, well, maybe uh, Master P and Baron Davis can help uh, Nikki sell some more shoes uh, in the near future. We'll see how yeah, that happens. Yeah, definitely. You mean Cardi? Cardi. I was going to say oh, Cardi. Sorry. Cardi. I always get it. I Ooh. always get it mixed up. Like, I swear. You should never be getting them mixed up. Oh, my God. 
I know they, they hate each other. There's well, they don't hate each other. I don't think they hate each other. Do they hate Isn't each other? Beef? Oh, maybe that's with Megan the Stallion. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe they beef. Yeah, actually, there were some shoes thrown at some party once. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, don't ask me about female rappers. That that's the that's the key. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. Uh we've got some coconut milk in the mix. Jalen, talk about it. Yes, I've been talking about this collection uh since the first one showed up on my feed. And these ones are just as nice, just as pretty up my alley. They are like a nice cream colorway. I'm talking about the Air Max 90 in coconut milk. Um they're cork base also. Uh the bottom has like the waxy co uh, corky bottom. Uh, one of the nice layers on the Air Max mm. 7 is a cork. Uh, the rest of it seems like it's canvasy. Um, it looks like I actually posted another one in our uh, in our doc. It's the same uh, all around, except it's like a denim uh, colorway. And Joseph really wanted those, and I saw those ones first. So now that you guys show me the one that's more up my alley, mm -hmm. I might be switching over to these. Uh, I'm still waiting on those coffee 97s also, so mm. I don't know now which one. I guess it depends which one comes out first because there's no release date for these either, is there? Um, I know the rest of the pack is supposed to launch at the end of April. Are these it's, it's going to be April included? 29th here. Well, then it might beat the coffee ones. I don't know which ones better, actually. I, I'm kind of with these. I, I prefer these over the coffees, I think. So they're both very I, similar, but these have embroidery, so they might win. My, my first thought when I heard the name of these shoes is, um, do they have coconut milk injected in the sole? No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and would that have made these shoes worse? Or I don't know. I don't think better is an option, but we'll see. Well, I was telling Joseph last time we took Cooper for a walk, uh, I looked at my 97. And the whole back of the heel inside is blown out. Like it's completely raw. Like I tore through the liner. And I've had them for like five years and I haven't actually beat up a shoe that badly in a long time. So I am in need of a new 97. Yeah. And these these might be it. But would you beat these? That's like yeah. I could beat these. Mine look okay. Yeah, so no, on the you outside, could. You always can. You always can. That's always an option. You always can. <laughs> Well, the ones that I have now are pretty similar to this. They're just a cr all cream 97. And honestly, they don't look that bad on the outside. I only noticed because I stepped into them and there was like a gap in the back. So mm. I didn't even think they looked that beat up. These look nice. Like the cream color that I have looks nice beat up. So I wouldn't be mad. You know, I think those coffee my shoes. ones that you wanted would look better beat up personally. That's my personal opinion. And they're also the 97s. They're not uh, horses. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm getting my Nike models mixed up. Yeah. They look I, I, very I similar. Coffee tailwind or something that came with it, right? Was it was it a tailwind? There's also a tailwind, I think. We, okay, we've discussed, yeah. or oh, there's we like an Air Max Dia, I think, yeah. also. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, we've discussed so many coffee. We can go back and listen to our episode yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless like, plug here. Yeah, like I, I don't think you can blame me for getting the mixed up, but <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely no. can't. Don't worry. Wait, yeah. Actually, I just looked it up. I think I'm misremembering. You're right. The tailwind is the color that's similar to this. The coffee 97s are like a brown suede. 
Okay. So maybe you just gotta get both. Maybe there you different. go. Oh, and yeah. it's gonna be spaced out by the looks of it because we don't have a release date on the coffee set. So you know, you could yeah. you'll be able to buy both of them. They're not releasing like the same weekend, and you're forced to choose. You know. Well, mm -hmm. I've only got what two pickups this year, so I think I'm doing well. No, oh, you're doing well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, these are the uh, on screen for the listeners. It's like a denim uh, colorway of the same cork model, uh, just like the Air Maxes that I was talking about before, just the same thing, but blue. Just yeah, I don't think I like these ones as much. Yeah, same. They're definitely yeah. a lot more subtle. Like, you, you can't notice the um, the plant uh, art on the tongue as much. But well, Joseph really liked these, so does that change your opinion? I, I, I was going to say, I, I was gonna <laughs> say, these are proper for Joe. Because Joe's yeah. more of a subtle guy, and yeah, like I, I can see him wearing these, especially to match with you on the other pair. So, yeah. like that—that that makes sense for Joe. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it could also be a 420 meme in, in a sense, because like the plants are darker here, and you know, more resemblant right. of other things. Yeah, uh, well, they're coming oh. out at the end of April, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Joe likes his denim on shoes, eh? That's why I don't like these, is because like I'm not a denim on shoes guy, like period. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, these look yeah. like his first Air Force picks. So. That's what I'm saying. Like they have the denim, which, like yeah. Yeah, and it has a little bit of brown on there with the corks. Yeah, these, yeah, these are perfect for Joe. Mm. Staying on my radar. Definitely. Speaking of uh, people on our radar, one of our favorite designers, Soleil Bembury. Jason, tell us about the newest uh, collab. Okay, so yes, uh, of course, like uh, Nab said, our good friend uh, Salehi Bembury is back at it again with New Balance. He's been teasing these for quite a while now, I think, on his uh, Instagram. Um, and this is, of course, uh, the, the model is the Test Run Project 3.0 um and it is a trail oriented sneaker with kind of a zigzag strap across it and uh kind of the defining aspect of this this model and shoe is that uh, it is basically i can't speak to the salehi collab exactly but i'd imagine it's following in the same gist as the normal uh test run uh 3.0 and it's that the shoe is completely made out of like um scraps from other shoes so like on the not salehi ones all the shoes look different even the left and the right look different and it's all like crazy colors and whatnot because it's obviously you know just different parts from different shoes um salehi if you look at the salehi ones it's very similar they're pretty crazy um i'm not certain if the left matches the right it, i'm not it looks like they do in these pictures um but i it's definitely you know a very patchworky design if you will um on this model i i don't think necessarily this one is going to be made of scraps uh the defining kind of feature panel on the shoe would definitely be the the leopard print that you're kind of seeing uh throughout and um yeah these are pretty cool um the really interesting aspect i think of this is that uh the way he's dropping them so it's called the finders keepers i think he teased that a while back and the idea for the drop with these is that uh he's boxed them up in, in they've got the box and then the box kind of goes into this like uh like a bag this like plastic sack bag kind of thing burlap bag i'm not sure what it's made of and then uh the pair gets stashed somewhere so he's got 50 pairs numbered 
they're numbered on the inside on a little label um you know whatever you get out of 50 and they are to be hidden all over la and i guess i think the idea is he'll be dropping you know clues on his instagram kind of as to where people can find them and uh like the name of the project finders keepers whoever finds them they're yours man uh and you can do with them what you please so these shoes are all free for those who find them um and yeah i think this uh, obviously is a super dope you know rollout release idea um i don't think these are going to be available at all aside from this a very limited run of course um and yeah i just thought the kind of the whole release of the project was super dope and Salehi is kind of known to do this um this isn't obviously a super original idea like the dead dropping kind of in in places in the city and then whoever finds it, it's yours i've seen him do this with um apparel from his old new balance collection maybe some you know he'll be like oh i found this extra pair in the warehouse and he'll just like drop them somewhere i've seen also other brands do it um and yeah i've always just thought it was a cool way to kind of um you know get some engagement with the community get people outside and people get free product so it's kind of a win 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 um the only thing i can say is i hope that like people don't start scrapping over these shoes. Like if this is a big thing and like, you know, a bunch of people show up to the same place for the shoe, I really hope there's like no freaking murders over this shoe. Mm. Now you never know. Man. But yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that is a valid concern. Um, yeah, definitely. Like Jason said, uh, Salehi has been wearing these sneakers on feet in a lot of his recent Instagram photos. Honestly, when I saw them, I thought they were going to be part of his Anta collab, not his New Balance, because this is, like, so wild for New Balance to do, which makes them even cooler. Um, and, yeah, like Jason said, rollout's amazing. Packaging's amazing. Like, a lot of check marks here, a lot of yeah. Ws as far as the sneaker is concerned. If you think these are crazy nabs, Google the test run Project 3.0. Not Salehi, just the normal one. They're absolutely bananas. Um, and this is the 3.0 implying that there was a two and a 1.0. And that is correct. Uh, I remember when the 1.0 first came out, um, it was just like a pretty quiet thing. Uh, there wasn't much talk about it. I feel like probably no one's really heard about this series of shoes, the 1.0 or the 2.0. Uh, the 1.0 is a interesting runner with a super chonky, very unique, uh, outsole and midsole and i did like the 1.0 a lot i think it was a little bit ahead of its time in the sense that it came out maybe a couple of years before the whole dad thing it really exploded and then the 2.0 is a little bit of a uh kind of a, a step up from that i guess maybe it, continuing with the super chunky midsole um and they just kind of reworked the upper a bit with some uh, transparent materials and i think they started kind of going towards maybe the the crazy color um vibe that you see with the 3.0s whereas the 1.0 was just tones muted tones and stuff um so yeah pretty cool project series overall i'd say yeah indeed uh brett jalen where are your thoughts heavy vibing with the cheetah print you know i like my safaris i like my animal print so i noticed those right away uh i actually like the pat patchwork a lot I agree. I didn't. They didn't say New Balance to me off the bat, so they do make it a little cooler for me knowing that it's New Balance and that they're doing something like this. So, yeah, win for me. Um, much to Jason's point, I think as much as we as a group, myself included, have been impressed with Salehi's work with New Balance, 
Um, you've also got to be impressed with New Balance for the work they've done with Salehi and the creative liberty they've allowed him and just, you know, how long his leash seems to be and as it should be. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just really nice to see a brand kind of go and just give you a blank canvas and let you do what you want with a shoe. Um, and, you know, no shade to anybody else, but we don't really see these with other brands. A lot of the times, as a lot of us know. So um, I really like that. And these, um, I'll wholeheartedly admit, I had no clue about this series, Jason. So thank you for the class. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, these are really cool. Have heavy fucking with the cheetah print. I love the suede toe box. Mm. Um, just a really cool utility techy looking sneaker yeah um super functional looks super comfy i feel like i could go for a run in these and just look stylish yeah, looks yeah they like look very techy but not like in the acronym way that you would normally think yeah 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 techy. yeah very trail very very trail you know like techy but like fun you know what i'm saying kind of definitely yeah vibe yeah like you're saying that midsole looks comfy af definitely giving me big hoka vibes in terms of just like the i don't know just the way it looks and it's it's thickness <laughs> But uh, but yeah, these are super dope. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on. Lol, my bad. Yeah. I just want to say really quick. Oh, okay. In terms of kind of like the way they approach things and like in terms of what they are able to do with the variety of brands, I feel like Salehi is very similar to uh, Sean. You know what I'm saying? In terms of just like yeah, craziness mm -hmm. of creativity. Um, I like that they all they both work with like you know a bunch of different brands. I mean, Sean mostly Adidas now, but you know he's crossed over a bit and stuff. Uh, yeah, sorry. You trying those? You trying for those uh, eight thousands this Friday? I think live. Yes, I've been talking to you. I've been talking to Nas. I've been talking to everybody. Yeah. I want those eight thousand. Those Sean Werther eight thousands. I hope everybody hates them. Um, please leave your bots at home, put away, and use them on something else, guys. Um, yeah, I'd imagine they're gonna get snapped up just because of the name. And everyone will be trying to resell. I hope the resell is just a huge brick. And um, yeah, people just let them go for like, you know, retail or whatever. Like me and me and Nabs were saying, hopefully it's just like the babe, the babe ZX's where, um, you know, people bought them, they sold out, but like people- They were only were, going for like 10, 20 above retail tops. Literally, yeah. People were buying them to sell and like there's no resale on them. So yeah, I hope, you know, they can be acquired pretty easy. Yeah, I, I imagine if- yeah, if people share my opinion on the shoes, they're not only going to get snapped up, but they might get uh, clipped up, you know, cut out those uh, those loose strings a little bit, but we'll see. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, so, maybe people uh, won't want them after, and then you can buy just a clipped up pair. You cheap. know what? If, if the price is right, Jalen, I'd consider it. Yeah. Yeah, so moving on. Uh, we are not only switching brands, we are switching planets entirely. Braindead's new Reebok are literally out of this world in the words of High Snobiety. Talk about it. Hilarious. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've brought up Zig Kinetica like a bear on, on this podcast. I, I talk about it a lot, but we're back with uh, the Zig Kinetica 2. Um, and of course, kind of to release the shoe, Reebok has partnered with you know, as brands do a lot, you know, when you're releasing a new silhouette, you kind of partner up with a, you know, a nice company or, or designer to get a big collab to kind of, you know, bring attention to the shoe and just, uh, and then you throw those GR colorways out and whatnot, just so that, you know, she goes. Um, so here we have the Zig Kinetica 2.0 or two. Um, and uh, they've teamed up with, Reebok has teamed up with Braindead this time. 
um, to create, you know, two, uh, uh, I guess, release colorways and uh, just push the push the model. Um, Brain Dead, super prolific in terms of collabs. Uh, I really fuck with Brain Dead. Um, they work with a variety of shoe companies and just companies all around, which is super awesome to see. Um, you know, they've got obviously several Reeboks collabs under their belt. They've got some Converse collabs under their belt. Um, I'm not sure if they have too many other in terms of the footwear game, but, oh, they did. I know they did a pair of, um, um, literally climbing shoes. Like, I'm not sure if it was the Sportiva brand, but it was another brand of like climbing shoes. They make climbing shoes for rock climbing and they did a collab with there. Um, with them, the founder and like creative director, whatever you want to say of this brand, uh, Kyle Ng, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, is his, the way to pronounce his last name. It's just, you know, NG is, is the spelling. Um, I really rate this guy. I've been talking to my brother a little bit about it. He just does what he wants. I really appreciate that. He's just like clearly a kind of a nerdy dude. He did a, like, he did a whole apparel collection with magic, the gathering. Have you ever seen that? Any kind of quote unquote cool brand do a collab with magic, the gathering? No. Um, does K-Swiss count? <laughs> no, K-Swiss does not count. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, he does all like he's done like collabs with paintball companies. He just does collabs with stuff that he fucks with. And I really think that's dope. Um, he's a big rock climber. So, you know, that makes sense for the rock climbing shoes. But anyways, um, back to the shoe here. We have uh, just two colorways of the Zig Connecticut 2. Pretty good colorways, I'd say. Um, interesting rollout for this kind of uh, this project here. He uh, initially teased it, I think, with a, a reveal video, which was supposed to be um, a reminiscent and like uh, imitation of a a Japanese kaiju film, apparently, which is the classic uh, giant monster films. Literally, uh, I'm pretty sure what like kaiju translates to is like big monster or something. Um, so it's like the old uh, Ultraman stuff when Ultraman is some dude in the costume was fighting some other dude in a ridiculous either Godzilla or moth or just crazy monster, you know, lobster guy it was ridiculous and hilarious and. Uh, the re the reveal video was done in that you know that style and whatnot and of course um, the people in the video the aliens and the and the fighters whatever were wearing these uh, outlandish you know out of this world like Brett saying shoes um, so yeah super dope I also like to mention that um, my brother did send me a picture of the three release GR colorways that are coming out for these oh my god arguably better than the brain dead colorways I'm not even gonna lie so. Uh, super pretty hyped on this model uh yeah should be should be dope i would be down to get my hands on a pair if they uh you know go on sale later this year which i imagine they will because probably no one cares mm, i can see the, the going yeah i can see these selling and uh yeah there's just the colors are like specifically the orangey yellow kind of like i guess solar color in a sense is really nice yeah, you like that. Um, yeah, the model itself just looks like super cool. I can't really good model, man. It's Agreed. reminiscent of another shoe that I'm thinking of. I just can't quite remember the name. It'll come to me way after we're done talking about it. But yeah, uh, super fire. I, I guess it, it's supposed to pull like land elements between the two sections of the midsole. I'm guessing like that's like earth and fire of sorts, maybe. Dang, yeah, that, like you're right. That looks like that. That's super dope. I never. Uh, those yeah. green ones glow in the dark. Put that in. Ooh, I, I was thinking that too. I was going to ask. I almost, almost certainly, almost certainly, but I, I can't guarantee, but probably. Be a missed opportunity if not. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think the theme here is that the uh, the tan colored one kind of represents like, you know, the forces of earth, like fire, mm. water, earth, yeah. etc. Like and then uh, yeah, and the other pair is kind of extraterrestrial. Moon rock, stars, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So the part about these sneakers that I really love, which I don't know if anyone else noticed, is this lo like this mismatch of the Brain Dead and Reebok yeah. logo. It's essentially the Brain Dead logo with like the Reebok logo, like just chonking this guy's head in. Which is, I, I just yeah. like, I really liked it. It's also subtly on the tongue, and you guys know how I feel about logos on tongues. So yeah, mm -hmm. super yeah, dope. Super dope. Uh, very nice shoe overall. I don't know if I wear this myself it seems like a better wear for length for like you know skinny lengthier guys but uh mm -hmm. yeah like overall great sneaker and great storytelling behind the sneaker as well yeah as brain dead usually does that's yeah definitely yeah. rollout was a1 for sure uh definitely go look at the at the product photos on high body which is what we're looking at to anybody listening uh super yeah. cool Small camera. small tangent. The reason why I brought up K Swiss when Jason was talking earlier is because uh K Swiss made a Magic the Gathering sneaker. It was a limited run, goes for about five hundred bucks pair on resale right now. Wow. Yeah. So uh the sneaker was based on a Magic the Gathering character called Jace, who's like uh his power is like essentially like he can warp people's mind like creatures' minds and take control of creatures. And uh yeah, it's it's actually a pretty funny sneaker. Let me show you. Oh, it's not actually like not bad a shoe, man. They like, glow in the dark. Yeah, they glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you look at a picture of the insole, it's a it's Jace's face looking right at you, which is kind of creepy in a sense, because like. But uh, yeah, I, I I really like these sneakers. Unfortunately, they were very limited, and they're now very expensive. Yeah, these are glow in the. And they glow in the dark. Yes. Sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say this is not what I expect when you know when you say K Swiss at all. When you say K Swiss, I expect like blinding white sneaker with like yeah, just like fake Adidas because it's just got like five stripes instead of whatever the heck it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, this is actually dope. Good blocking. I like these blues a lot. I think if they take off like obviously this design on the side is like whatever to his character or like magic the gathering. Yeah, it's his, it's his like symbol or whatever. Sure, cool. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. But if you took that off. You freaking banger, dude. I agree with you, actually. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I was going to say, when they glow in the dark, the symbol makes it look more like a Ben 10 sneaker, which yeah. I also yeah. like. So true. So, <laughs> no, definitely buying them. If yeah. Only black, yeah, lol. Oh, if, if you if you want a Ben 10 sneaker, Jalen, oh, I can't remember what's, what Air Max model it was. It was like a, a recent Air Max model that was just black and like neon green. That, and I'll look it up for you after the pod, but it, it gave me heavy Ben 10 vibes. And I if think it it's on my have, If it didn't have the symbol, I would say it might lean more towards a Danny Phantom because I think I know which one you're talking about. But Yeah, but Danny Phantom, like, he shot green. out green stuff. He didn't, like, wear green stuff, you know? Right, That's right. true. That's yeah. true. More like this black. would make a really good pod right. topic. <laughs> All right, one of you better be writing these uh, ideas down because God knows we're going to have trouble remembering them afterwards. It's all in my mind. Moving it's on. All recorded. It's all in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On. <laughs> Moving on, uh, keeping up the theme of like nerdy sneakers. Uh, yeah. And out of this world. And out of this world. Actually, before we get into that, I should really relabel my segment to um, Sugar and Spice because uh, 
uh, you know, like sometimes I, I I got nice things to say about companies sometimes, but uh, you know, sometimes I gotta hit them with the spice. But okay, do I get to what should Jason's segment be called? Do I get to be uh, who's posh? Hot sauce and peppercorn? Like uh, critiques of everything. Jason's section can just be called haterade. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on that. We'll do some brainstorming on that on our uh, segment names. But yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, I'm going to give the spice before the sugar. But yeah, so Nike made a brief announcement uh, earlier this week saying that they'd be releasing new uh, versions or new colorways of the Nike Presto. I believe this is the Nike Presto Utility. Uh, in that are Star Wars themed colorways. So not too much to say on these sneakers. There's a Darth Vader themed one f- featuring black, a bit of silver, red, and randomly purple. I don't know why Darth Vader. I think maybe one of Darth Vader's buttons may have been purple, but I don't think so. <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's the only possible justification I have for the purple. But oh, even that, I think that's a stretch. On his yeah. chest, like the beep boop. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I might be wrong. Don't quote I me. I thought there. you meant like a button, like for fastening. I'm like, I didn't think. Darth no, Vader no, 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 no. On his get up. <laughs> yeah. He, he had fasteners on the helmet, but those were. All yeah, black. yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that's his favorite color. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Listed True. somewhere, favorite color. Yeah, that, that, that's the real reason why he betrayed uh, Mace Windu or Samuel Jackson in the third movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Okay, next sneaker. Uh, again, same shoe. Uh, Nike Presto in a Boba Fett colorway. This one's a bit more loyal to the character in uh, shades of green, a bit of uh, beige, and some bright red and yellow to kind of represent uh, the character's armor. And then the last sneaker, I believe this one is meant to represent. Um, the flight suits that the Rebel Alliance pilots put on, which are like orange with like a, a tan helmet. Um, kind, kind of a cool idea. Uh, so something I think a Star Wars fan would have come up with if they're doing a Nike ID maybe. Um, but yeah, the, the real reason why I think this is a bit of spice is just because obviously we, we talked last week about Nike kind of having issues with uh, infringements on different brands like obviously referencing nike's uh issues with usps and nike's uh recent issues with the um mischief uh, air max 97 release um but yeah and honestly shout out jack jock slade because he talked about this a bit last week too on his uh hard pass show but yeah nike's done a lot of sneakers inspired by other media like uh, Star Wars is a big one. Like the Nike Dunk Jedi's is a hugely popular sneaker, um, and like they've never bothered to get permission for those inspirations. I don't know if they need them, but like now it begs an interesting question. Like the USPS uh, sneaker has brought up another debate. Like should Nike be making these statements that these are inspired by other pieces of media officially or not? And uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think it kind of leaves the door open to the question at the very least. What do you guys think? I think if you're going to run around suing bare people, then you shouldn't be doing shit like this. Like, I not, I don't care. I, I wouldn't care about any of this if, if you weren't like a dick to the rest of the brands. But obviously, you're out here suing people left, right, and center. So, fuck you. Like, I don't know why you think this is cool. Like, like, like you're saying. So there's the old Boba Fats. There's the old Jedi Dunks. 
Heineken dunks, right? Bear products in their history based off other things. There was problems with that, like the Heineken, obviously we know, you know, but, but like it wasn't as much of an issue back then, I don't think, because I don't think Nike was rolling around trying to shut down creatives as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I think it becomes more of an issue now when it's just like you're being massively hypocritical. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, we're not saying that Nike will for sure get sued by Disney or anything. This, After all, this is just a colorway. But uh, yeah. at, at the same time, like, I think the question should be asked. Brett, what, what's your thought? Because uh, obviously you weren't with us last week. I really want to get your opinion. Yeah, um, it's tough, man, because like like you said, it's, it's all about, like Jason said, how far you go in stating, you know, the inspiration behind the models, behind the colorways. Um, and if you were to just, you know, I, I feel like a lot of brands oftentimes get away with just not using certain wording, which I guess is what Jason was talking about too. Um, but these are just so blatantly Star Wars and they just, I don't know, how can you not exactly what jason said i don't know i'm just at a loss for words how like you're going to sue everyone and steal creative work from small artists and then turn around and do exactly what you've been you know scolding others for i i don't i don't understand and they're not even good like all three of them are just subpar prestos yeah like com compare this to adidas star wars collabs from the last year or so and like it, it doesn't even hold a candle Right, like that one is sound articulate, and I want to get into the matter, but there's just nothing to talk about. It's just, it's bullshit. Like it's just, I, I don't understand. Yeah, like, I'm at a loss so for words, right? And it, it, I think you're right. That's the hilarious thing. I think too to me is like, bro, there's literally like a giant ongoing Star Wars and Adidas collaboration that's like recurring. Yeah, that's what I said in the group chat. Is like, you know, yeah. would Nike have even had the chance to sign that collaborative, right. that collaborative contract? sign into that partnership if adidas was still ongoing and i my answer probably would have been no You're if right. another company had come forth maybe like an anta or something that was a little bit smaller and not as much of a top three market hitter um i feel like you can kind of handle two brands at a time like that mm -hmm. um but no like a nike and adidas thing is just not happening so i mean yeah. it was obviously i think their only option was to rip or just not make these at all and of course nike just chose to rip creative content yeah. so twofold I was going to say, because there's another thing going on with Adidas and Star Wars, that's probably why they did it. And in what you guys were saying about creative wording and, you know, how they get away with stuff, they did say inspired by. And that's why these aren't that great, because they're not actually a collaboration with them. If they were in collaboration, maybe these would have been better, but they're only supposedly inspired by. Right. But to that point, mm -hmm. they've set the precedent now that if Disney goes and feels like these infringe on their image if it badly represents Star Wars, mm. now they can go and be like, I don't care if it's inspired by it because it reflects badly on us. On our so, brand, exactly. Yeah, so which is how I feel like they would get away with it before is that they'd say inspired by, and you know that means it's not an official collaboration mm -hmm. in wording, that they're not, they're separating their affiliation, it's just supposed to be inspired by. But right. now that they've sued people for just the image and badly representing them, they, Disney can do the same thing. And Disney's pretty strict about their content. Oh, yeah. Being Absolutely. Repeated. So this is a interesting situation. And I almost want something to come out of it because they did this yes. to themselves. 
Exactly. You know, I, I almost want something to come out of it. And then I want to hear something about, like, he's saying, like, oh, it, it, it's, it's not a Darth Vader sneaker. There's purple in it or something stupid. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, like, like you touched on, uh, I think Nike's finally met it, met its match in terms of another company that, A, like, is super protective about their IP like Nike is, and B, has got deep fucking pockets. Sue them yep. into the ground, make the legal battle last 10 years. I don't care, okay? Especially right now. When, um, I, I think right now is a prime time when Disney's trying to capitalize so much on the Star Wars uh, brand. Hype. Yeah. You know, they're, they're really capitalizing on like all the merchandise and uh, all the TV shows that it's trying to launch on that side. So mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. in my opinion, I don't see why disney wouldn't like make a play make a swing baby make a swing like yeah. i don't know it seems like an easy argument because like you guys said these aren't exactly good colorways they're not well executed and to that point disney can just be like this is a half-ass inspiration yeah. on our content and it badly represents our content because absolutely it's bad yeah. so and, that and seems like a simple all, argument all backed up by a precedent that nike created with the mischief yeah exactly yeah. and it's like yo mischief can't doesn't have the pockets to fight that warren lotus definitely doesn't have these they've all got to settle usps like we found out they're borderline broke these guys sell stamps yeah. to stay alive okay uh, no yeah. one all right let's uh yeah let's pull back because you know we had a whole episode about this last week please go listen to that episode but yeah now you see why this was the spice segment so i'll, I'll hit nike with a bit of sugar now so next uh i just wanted to briefly hit on uh, if you follow a lot of uh, sneaker content on Instagram, you probably saw this, but Nike wants to resell your lightly worn shoes in some of their stores. So Nike is launching a new program, and I'm guessing it's going to start in the States and then expand outwards. But um, they're essentially changing their return policy in some stores where you can return a sneaker for up to 60 days since the purchase, and Nike will take the sneaker back and also resell them under a refurbished uh, marking and in a refurbished box. So this is kind of interesting to me um, in a sense that like a couple of things. So one, if you listen to the Complex Sneakers podcast, uh, Shoe Surgeon was on and he actually mentioned that he gave Nike an idea similar to this right before this initiative was fully announced. So unclear if that was a a plug on the sneakers podcast or if it just happened to be announced around the same time um it is interesting that nike's doing this in a sense that they're reselling you sneakers um i i agree with that concept wholeheartedly i think that's a good like a really good sustainability play uh i just don't know what kind of customers are going to be partaking in this kind of a return policy and also jason and i were discussing there's no information that we could find right now on it, when you return the sneakers on, let's say, day 59, are you getting, like, 100% return? Are you getting 40% of your money back? Like, what's the what's the catch-all in there? So, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I yeah, me and Nabs were talking about it a bunch before the pod, and it's just, like, I'm just really confused as to how this is going to work in actuality kind of thing. Like, like, is it, like Nabs is saying, like, Nabs did mention, and I've heard this before as well, actually, that Nike's return policy, like in the States or whatever, back in the day was crazy in the sense that, and I do remember um, Joe Fresh Goods, I think, mm -hmm. about this, how him and his boys would just wear shoes for a hot minute and then, like, decently beat, bring them in, get a full return 
for them and just get gift cards. Like you couldn't get money back, but you'd get gift cards and they just use those gift cards to buy new shoes. So like, I don't know what the heck that is. Like how Nike can let that like, like that loophole exist or whatever the situation was there. That seems insanely ridiculous and preposterous to me. So I don't, I don't know if obviously they're going to be playing off of something like that, but like Nabs is saying, like, is this going to be like a trade-in thing? And if it's a trade-in thing, I'm expecting like an EB game situation here where it's like, you know, I can buy this triple A title for a hundred dollars after tax. And then I can literally take it, unpackage it out of the cellophane, bring it back into EB games. And the trade-in value is like, you're giving, you're literally going to give me $10 or $15 for it, you know, which has always mm-hmm a meme and hilarious, but a very understandable from the standpoint that, okay, EB games now has to, you know, resell this to some extent and whatever. And we can't just be making it rain money on you. So like, I don't understand how this is going to work in actuality. Like is Nike going to be giving kids the money for their shoes? How are you going to rate how much money they're going to get? Like I have so many questions essentially. And why would I give my shoes back to you, Nike, when I could just sell them for myself, arguably for more money or, you know, like, I feel like maybe the only reason you wouldn't want to do that is you're just like, you're super rich and you just like are lazy times. The time is the factor here. And you just want to be able to take them into Nike and just get, you know, your 20 bucks or whatever it is back. Um, and maybe that's what the idea here is, but I, I, I don't get it. Like in some of the, the, the pictures, like they were showing like the pictures, you know, talking about, they were showing people wearing dunks and like, I saw a pair of Jordan four. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? I'm not bringing back my dunks to you. (laughs) He's in for $20. And then you're going to re refer. Like, I don't get it. You know, like maybe this is only going to be for super GR. Like this is going to be all air max two seventies. Like, I I don't know. Like, the fact that the picture advertising this campaign is like a Jordan one obsidian, like some mom's just returning her like kids. Dog, like nobody's returning. Like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. Like, yeah, uh, that, that also kind of confused me about the 60 day rule, too, because um, I saw the initial ad on Instagram and it made it sound like people were donating or people could donate sneakers to Nike to sell as part of the sustainability initiative. Fuck which, you. Yeah, like, I was kind of confused by that. Give them to you can do the, the the Nike Air, your rare air or whatever program to give back the air thing. Do it all the time. If you're gonna I'm not giving you my shoes so you can resell them, bro. As a multi this is ridiculous if that's the case. I, I that, that's me entirely speculating, by the way. No, no one uh believe me when I say that. Multi-billion dollar company is like needs donations. Like what's going on, bro? Yeah. Maybe oh, they're getting boy. Legal so- suits they got to fight. So, uh, okay, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, like I, I, I do kind of believe in the essence of it. Like you know, selling used sneakers. Like I, I think that's like a really good approach to the sustainability problem. And like you know, every every major sneaker brand is very pro sustainability right now. But realistically, the the best way to approach sustainability problem is not to make more product, but trying to make mm. your current product or pre existing product last longer. So. I approve of this from that standpoint. I just think that the execution of the idea really needs to be like washed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, well. Leave the secondary market to the secondary market, Nike. If you want to do your sustainability bullshit, just find a way to do it in your factories. Make less of your GR models. I don't know, but like this, I don't think this is it, man, at all. I, I, I think it, it depends on how it's executed. Like I, I think we're, we're jumping a little bit. Like I, I, 
I don't doubt that, like, you know, the chances of them fucking this up versus the chance of them getting this just right, probably more on the former than the latter. But mm. I, I, I want to remain somewhat hopeful on this front. The comparison to EV games is interesting because I didn't think of that initially. I actually thought of Apple's refurbished program first, where they have their, quote, geniuses that look at your product and then evaluate how much it's worth. And you don't necessarily know what they're going to sell it for. It is usually cheaper than what they sold it to you for. Um, and you do get credit back in that sense, or in some cases, your full money back. So if they're hiring people to be in Nike stores to evaluate your sneakers, I feel like the transparency there has to be the precedent that they're evaluating your sneakers on. And then maybe it can be done well. It feels like an attack on the secondary market, but then what's stopping people then from just buying these refurb sneakers and still going to sell them again? Like if they're trying to set the price of aftermarket shoes themselves, which it kind of seems like they're trying to do, then, you know, they're declaring the value of it, but it's still only as valuable as people are going to say that they're valuable for. So fair enough. Uh, Brett, is there anything that you want to add before we kind of move on for the sake no, of No, man, you all hit the nail on the head with that for sure. Everything I yeah. was going to say myself. I definitely want to circle back to this at a later time because I think they're they're trying to uh, address a problem of how to evaluate used sneakers, which is something that no one's really mastered, like across the board, not StockX, not really GOAT or anyone. Not everything's a 9 out of 10, guys. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe so maybe. yeah yeah all right moving on uh brett tell us yeah so uh last small topic here um a shoe that really caught my eye this week uh, i think it was actually last week but i only saw it this week um is the kiko kostadinov um i believe it's the fn2s gel content 5 that is a lot to swallow um, but as we all know, he has kind of transcended from a collaborator to a co-party um, working alongside um, the A6 team, you know, um, kind of, I, I guess, permanently, if you will. I don't know if he's actually an A6 employee per se or more of just a, an executive of sorts. But I think his new line is under the sports style tag um, and it's just an inline Kiko label. And so these are super interesting um i was doing some back reading on them and apparently they're very reminiscent of an old model called the karika uh jason i don't know if you know what those are um i hadn't heard of them but apparently that's what they're inspired after um i don't know if that's formally or not but these are really cool uh specifically that red pair um this kind of gives me almost like a high fashion kind of like dior trainer low vibe i know these are probably around long before sorry um but yeah, these are super funky, super futuristic looking. Um, what do y'all think? It's it's funny considering the Reeboks that we just talked about earlier, but the um, the red and silver ones give me strong Ultraman vibes. Yeah, that's so yes, funny. dude. Yeah. Uh, this is super super dope. I think. Um, yeah, like you're saying, this is uh, a release, of course, of like you know, from the sports style um, division of ASICs um, where Kiko is now a quote unquote, like consultant with them or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. you, you see a lot of uh, these shoe brands now kind of getting these big designers to hold in-house positions at these companies, I guess, you know, like we heard about recently, Teddy is going to be creating 
director of New Balance Made in USA only with the five weird is coming up in 2021. But all right, this is just way to drum up hype kind of for the for the line. Um, but I think these are dope. I think uh, anytime like Kiko, like, there's a, a shoe that Kiko touched or whatever or, or had a, you can tell like very kind of immediately and quickly in terms of the colorways. Mostly, I would say. Um, so yeah, like immediately I see this, this screams Kiko to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it has any Kiko affiliation, like officially or not, I can definitely tell, you know, he had a hand in some, in some part in this. I know there was some gel Cayeno 14s released a little bit earlier this year. It was not actually some websites touted it as a Kiko and some didn't, but again, it was just a sports style release where he kind of is, you know, getting to touch things, I guess, here and there. Uh, Super dope, fuck with it heavy. Almost all the Kiko Asics releases, in my opinion, are pretty damn hard. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily a fan of the other color, like that Easter color. I'm gonna call it the Easter colorway because it's super Eastery to me. Um, with that like green and purple, but uh, the Ultramans are pretty freaking dope. And uh, the Coric the Coricas that you're talking about, yeah, I just looked them up real quickly, and it's yeah, just some old um, Asics Kiko collab that's very reminiscent of this kind of in terms of just the. Uh, the running shoe paneling and and whatnot vibe uh but yeah super dope definitely see the ultraman vibes i like those a lot this lavender cover color seems to be popular lately i think we've had right. a lavender shoe like almost every week jason you had like the vivian westwood mm -hmm. uh mm. that were this color also and then i just talked about the cardi b club c's like seems to be a it's Hot a big color. spring color right now. Yeah, that's I mean, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds great. So moving on to our big topic today. Um, I'm going to title this episode uh, America's Nets Top Sneaker Brand. Um, but what we want to uh, <laughs> discuss today is obviously uh, we've been very critical of Nike recently, and we've been very harsh. And uh, even though Nike, uh, as far as actually creating sneakers, um, it's it's very hard to argue anyone else to be on the top of the mountain right now. But that's what we're going to do today. We're essentially just going to go over some of our favorite brands, talk about uh, their come-ups, where they kind of rank and how far they could go potentially and what they need to go to get to that top of the mountain status, either same as Nike or kind of overthrowing Nike. Um, I think it's very important to preface this conversation with just recalling that Adidas was kind of at the top of that mountain in the mid 2010s when they first introduced uh, their boost technology. Uh, everyone and their mom, uh, at least as far as our age group goes, really wanted to have a pair of Ultra Boosts and, or NMDs or both. Um, the first time I went to an Adidas outlet, the first thing I, I looked for and I got the last pair of was a all white pair of NMDs. And I just remember in like 2014, 2015, if you had that, that was the shit. Um, and I still have those, but they're obviously very beat up right now. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the moment that I'm trying to see, like, could that be recreated and how so? So what do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Adidas definitely had that big, like, I remember thinking to myself around then, like, yo, the hottest shoes right now are like an NMDs and Ultra Boost, and they're both Adidas. And like, yo, the Reese, do you guys remember like how bananas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, 
OG NMD, yeah. like the blue and the red pod. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that shoe was going for like almost a thousand. I swear it was almost a rack at the back then, wasn't it? It, it, it only went down when they made similar pairs in like 2018. Like 2018, they, they did not make similar pairs until like 2018, like late 2018, and then right. the price started dropping. Yeah, I feel like by 2018, the whole that whole uh, ultra boost Adidas, the boost Adidas hype was kind of dead, you know, and, and and Nike had retaken yeah. the throne. Um, but yeah, I think I think a, a, I would argue that New Balance is poised to kind of become the top dog next. Like we were talking about, I think an important aspect of you know being able to be at the top is having a very accessible shoe in terms of like price point that is still considered cool and everybody wants. So like, like think like the Roche, you know, like Nike had the Roche run or whatever, and like that was affordable but like still cool and like everybody wanted them. You know, there were some more maybe more limited ones for like the the guys who really know their sneakers and more sneaker heads, but then like, you know, even your everyday mom and pop or whatever, who, you know, shops at Zara or whatever, and just wants to be relatively fashionable can, you know, go pick up a GR colorway of Roches and you're still pretty cool. And they're very affordable, right? Like a hundred bucks, whatever. I think new balance is kind of getting that with the, I would argue with the, uh, the three, two sevens and whatnot that came out last year. So the three, two seven, very affordable model, um I, I feel like it's cooling down a little bit definitely versus last year the 327 was really hot last year but it was like a cool shoe that's like you know everyone knows this is like a pretty respected cool shoe but very very accessible in terms of price point and maybe when it first first came out not so much stock but i feel like new balance did a really good job last year of keeping that shoe a in stock and b just i think it's just because of the whole like the variety of colors they dropped you know so yeah. so variants and colors and um you know they were they weren't crazy limited or crazy hard to get they were available they weren't like you know they did sell out here and there but if you really wanted them and you know you were at the right place right time you could get it um and then of course you know on top of that they also have their their very premium offering in the 990 and you know the 993 and 992s um which i think is also you know another facet of being on top or whatever is having that that premium offering as well as the more you know available widespread offering so like i guess i don't know i would liken that to i'm obviously combining jordan with new balance or not new balance jordan with nike at all times you know what i'm saying so like yeah 100 percent. in this conversation of course sure yeah yeah right so so like um like the 993s 992s those super premium would be in my like my analogy here likened to like you know the jordan maybe pricier air max side of things you know where people are still gonna go for it it's still going crazy for it but it's obviously a much more you know much higher price point um probably only people who are really into sneakers are going to be going after this stuff and yeah i feel like the 99 you know 99x whatever whole series kind of filled that um space for new balance um and then of course on top of that we have like I just mentioned, Teddy signing or whatever, you know, joining New Balance made in USA as a creative, whatever, some creative director position. So you have those big names joining the brand too now. Um, and even like as small as it is, I'm going to say like Jack Harlow, you know, a relatively popping rapper. Um, and his deals with New Balance, he's got a New Balance deal, man. So this guy's always repping New Balance and stuff. Super dope. Uh, so yeah, I just feel like we're seeing New Balance, you know, come more to the forefront of pop culture and, you know, um, yeah. So 
that's that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I, I was totally thinking the same thing when you were talking about the three two seven. Um, I feel like the five fifty could be in a similar position if they just decide to make a lot more pairs. Yes, and uh, also the five seven four too. Five four has never left New Balance's rotation or whatever, and that's one of their arguably most classic shoes of all time. Of course, not 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 arguably. <laughs> The right, the five seven four, right? Yeah, it is, it is a classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Balance. Yeah, facts, yeah. facts. And, and it's quite affordable. The only thing is, like you know, it's exactly. it's hard to get like the the collab. So I, I would even argue the five seven four is kind of like the uh, the Air Max equivalent in a in a sense. Um, honestly, yeah, totally. a, a lot of the numbers below nine ninety, like a lot of them fit that affordability mark. It's just um. You, you need more like Jack Harlow's and other people to kind of put the spotlight on him for the mm -hmm. more Making cool. Popularity. Yeah. And honestly, like I would even consider the made in USA and the made in UK, uh, like their own sub brands under uh, a new balance in their own sense, like similar to how Jordan's under Nike. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. True. Jordan can be likened to made in USA. I like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that still applies to a lot of your nine, nine X models. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think a, a New Balance has all of the like the actual sneaker assets it needs. It's just like honestly, it just needs more like, all the ingredients. Marketing. Yeah, yeah. The, the more the push, the hype. I didn't even mention the crazy like there were so many New Balance collabs, of course, last year too. Like the double taps, the the Joe Fresh oh. goods. You know, of course. So that adds to it all as well, of course. Yeah, so and, I, and I think like how, how many like I, I want to say there was like two or three New Balance sneakers that hit a lot of top ten lists for sneakers of the year uh, last year, which is like significantly higher than you've ever seen in the last five years. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, I I, I don't ag disagree with you. I think uh, New Balance's main thing is going to be a marketing play, and uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they address that. I think they as a company like they don't necessarily move the quickest on these kinds of decisions. Like, you know, they're not going to assign a bunch of C-list celebrities overnight. They're, they're probably going to be carefully crafting and strategizing who they want to work with. And it, it's a great play. I just think that it, it might be a while before we see it manifest. And the problem with long plays is that uh, the smallest fuck up can have the biggest impact kind of thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, on my side, and this is what I brought up to Jason last week when he and I talked about this, is that I really think that Adidas is just missing like one big push to really getting back up there. Like I'm, I'm super impressed with all the work that Adidas has done with their ZX A to ZX collection, um, and I'm astounded by how underhyped it is, even in the sneaker community. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like the collaboration with Bape should have done a lot better than it did on the resale market. I mean. I, I, I don't know if we should complain because that makes it a lot more affordable. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But like in general, like people should be a lot more psyched about like the stuff that they're doing. Even the Atmos uh, uh, collaborations are pretty sick. I, I'd say mm -hmm. uh, bias, obviously, because I have a pair. Um, but right, yeah, yeah. Or I have the green pair, but even the other pair that they made with Atmos, the um, the one that kind of looked like some Native American tribal. Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Or do you want me to pull up a picture? Uh, I don't think I recall. With the woven toe box that are like yeah, 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 yeah. There those aren't go. even out yet, are they? Are those out? I didn't even know those. Those. I don't know if these are out here, like at least in Canada. I don't know if they had a, a stateside or like a North American release. I but. don't know. Uh, you might be right. Maybe they're not out yet. These are like so I, I don't crazy. even know how to describe this. Like some monsters. Ink yeah, can. they're bananas, man. <laughs> yeah. Probably. 
Yeah, wow, those are beautiful. Have, have you guys ever watched Troll Hunters? No. Okay, well, no, uh, the tongue reminds me of a cartoon on Netflix called Troll Hunters. Um, but yeah, like stuff like this, like they're just doing like really wild stuff that I think is pretty cool. And like, I don't vibe with all of it, but um, I, I, I think that someone out there could. Um, also, like Yeezy's not totally dead. Like it might be dead as far as hype piece is concerned, but you know, Yeezy's, I, I, I'd argue the Yeezy sub brand is up there with Jordan brand right now. Um, the Yeezy Quantum, uh, people love the Yeezy Quantum. People love the, uh, help me out here, Jason. The, uh, foam runners, foam runners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are big right now. Like, yeah. Like, well, Kanye's divorced. He's going to release great new music. Maybe the line will do better. All the clothes. I, I wasn't going to bring up the but, divorce. But I wasn't going to bring up the divorce. Got to stay relevant. Uh, you know what I like, though? You want to respect? Kim's still holding it down, flexing the new unreleased Yeezys all the time, even though they're divorced. High Stabati's still picking up all her picks you know of her wearing the brand new unreleased Yeezys. You know she's going to get a check, right? Like uh, she's This is out of a business in her heart. You know this. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, doesn't she like, have easy stocks, so it's probably. Yeah. And and no matter what, the Kardashians are like, you know, obviously they have their connection to Travis and Travis will never go down. But uh, the Kardashians are heavily invested in um, uh, in, a, in Adidas, like uh, both financially. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, they, they gave what, what they didn't one of them Kylie. have a sneaker deal? Yeah, Kylie. Kylie had a sneaker deal with Adidas. She was a yeah, I remember sneaker. that. But yeah. And then, more, right? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. She's definitely one Nike since so. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I, I retract that statement. This is why I didn't yeah. want to bring up the Kim K divorce, Jalen. I, I don't know my well. shit. I don't know my shit. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like I, I just feel like Adidas has a lot of these cool collaborations even outside of uh, a to z to do a lot of cool stuff with disney uh some of it is hit or miss i'll give you that but like it's just it's just hot, hidden under the radar because um like I, I don't know if you want to call it like lack of marketing or lack of awareness but like they just need a they they, they need an ambassador to really uh bring bring the brand up because kanye just being kanye isn't doing that right now that might mm. change in the future um yeah. Yeah, and, and they they need another prominent piece of uh, technology, either similar to their Boost, or maybe it's a a next evolution of their 4D uh, craft technology. Mm -hmm. if, if they have those two components on the marketing and the technology side, I think they could they could build back to where they were in 2015, uh, maybe even bigger because they didn't have as they didn't have as many collabs that are this crazy. Um, yeah, and, and I think they're they're making moves. Unless I completely just didn't hear anybody mention the name, um, our boy oh, Jerry also yeah, coming yep. online and has already made Sambas hard to acquire, which I find yeah. is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, and that's no shade to the Samba and all shade to the kids who swore that they've been wearing them since 2015. Um, but yeah, so like to me, it's so tough because I'm torn on this subject because as much as I would like to see somebody else take that number one spot in the market, I think it goes so much farther and so much deeper than just marketing. And, you know, it's not kind of like a, you know, a dethroning overnight situation. I think it goes a lot deeper than that in the sense that one of the biggest criteria that sets you apart from everybody else. And I understand that there's a lot of other brands that also meet this criteria, but Nike's active catalog is just, in my opinion, you know, 
quantitatively speaking is just so far superior to anybody else. And yeah, sure. You've got Adidas and these other brands making, you know, releasing shoes that are more affordable and more financially accessible. But at the same time, that's only a certain number of shoes as opposed to Nike, where you've got, you know, not just in the archives, but actively, you know, inactive production, you've got 20 to 30 models that are under 140, 130 US dollars, um, even Canadian dollars, <laughs> I would venture to say. So I think it's the accessibility and um, just, you know, their ability to mass produce to every demographic, not just the ones that they so choose. Um, and I think that's the influence that they have over every other brand is, you know, they're just a powerhouse that can just really make shoes for everybody. Um, there's no sacrificing, there's no cutting corners. Um, but if I had to pick, um, I would really like to take a different route on this because my pick would be definitely be New Balance. Um, I think Jason once again said everything that I would have said myself. I would really like to see an emergence on a large scale of, you know, startup brands and individual brands. And I think we're seeing a lot of these recently in the past couple of years are these independent creators coming up with, you know, new footwear labels that are, you know, really hitting home with a lot of people, uh, especially in our age demographic. Uh, the first that comes to my mind personally um, is Collegium with uh, Nick uh, Sismbath, I think his last name is, um, California-based uh, shoe manufacturer. Um, I know all of the materials are sourced right from Italy. So we're talking, you know, independent designers that are putting all of it on the line um, and just really focusing on quality and attention to detail. And to me, that holds big... Um, kind of to my standards in the sense that I want to be wearing, you know, not just a product that everybody thinks is cool, but something that's going to last me a long time. So uh, for the sake of quality, I'd love to see, you know, some more independent brands hit the stage for sure. Have you heard of uh, We Are Underdogs? I've uh, definitely heard the name. Yeah. So I, I just think it's worth a mention, especially given everything you just said. Uh, we are under this is a pretty cool uh, sneaker manufacturer that's based out of Portugal. And what they've actually been doing over the last two years is they do collaborations with shoe YouTubers and give them the chance to actually design their own sneaker. And they do like limited releases of uh, with YouTubers. They started with Seth Fowler. They just did one yeah. recently with Nightwing. Uh, they did one another one with Kais Omar like not too long ago. So they, they, they've been trying to hit like sneakerheads through a different and more creative way, I, I'd say. So I think they're definitely an independent sneaker brand that's worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, also uh, to your point on the Nike side, like you're entirely right. Like I think we point out a lot of the sneaker sins from kind of the Nike corporate perspective, but the reason why Nike can afford to take these shots PR wise is because just because of the sheer girth and uh, size of like their branding and their catalog of product. Um, yeah. And also we also have to consider like a lot of families out there are really just, they fucked with Nike for generations. Like Nike's a really old company and people have uh, been fucking with them for a while. Like I have friends who like when, they, when they were kids and they would get their one sneaker a year, their parents would just drive them to the Nike outlet and there would be an Adidas outlet probably nearby, but they wouldn't even go in. Damn. To that point, I feel like it's also just ingrained. Some people don't think about it. Your kid tells yeah. you they need shoes for gym class and they'd be like, I, okay, let's go to the outlet. It's Nike yeah. outlet. So hot take. I don't want anyone to do their Nike. I'm just disappointed in their recent <laughs> behavior and I want them to be better. And that's but cool. Because, yeah, I mean, 
it's just disappointing. And yeah. to that, I feel like it has made me look at other brands and what they're doing better than Nike. Uh, I think we, I mean, we talked about it a little today, but the amount of creative liberties that other brands give their collaborators and the artists that they work with is much greater than Nike. And because of the precedent they sent, which does change a lot of the collaborations moving forward, means that there's going to be more niche sneakers coming out of other brands and not from Nike because they have to be official or they won't really do well or, you know, legally might not do well. So from that standpoint, I think Adidas also has been doing really well. I would argue that their lifestyle, like motto and, you know, push is much greater than Nike. Nike only really specifically only caters, at least in marketing, to kind of one or maybe two demographics if you're you want to be specific about it, but their reach is, you know, also moms and dads who just need to buy shoes for their kids inherently. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would say Adidas also from that aspect, but for me, because I also like my uh, neutral sneakers, I have also become very impressed with New Balance's mm -hmm. uh, line and, you know, it does seem more accessible from that standpoint. I remember when my dad first started wearing them, I was like, the heck are those? And they were the Canadian tuxedo uh, pair that he was wearing, like the all denim ones. And those ones are kind of expensive. So even then when I looked into it, I was like, okay, this is like a rando brand. They're also kind of expensive and that's kind of what deterred me from it. Oh, but Lord. I also feel like the accessibility there comes from what Jason was saying, you're right. Uh, this is still for people that are super into sneakers. The naming scheme, I feel like also drives people away from it from a marketing point. It's confusing for some people. And unless you're super into it, then you know, and that also might be contributing to why people don't associate so much with New Balance because of the price, because of the naming, okay. even if it's super accessible, mm -hmm. like that might have to change if they want to be, you know, bigger or have a wider reach. Very fair point on that. Yeah, that's a really cool outlook, actually, and not even really something that I thought of. So, yeah, um, Jalen, I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit to what you first said um, in that, you know, high level, you're just disappointed with what Nike's been doing in the recent practice. My question is to kind of all of you is, do you think that they're, I don't know if you want to call it a transcendence or switch towards the kind of villainous archetype amongst the major shoe manufacturers. Do you think that any of this has kind of been intentional on behalf of Nike? Do you think that maybe this is a ploy or maybe a, a position they almost want to be in? Brad, my, my tinfoil hat is at the dry cleaners. So I, I, I need to know, man. I just, I I know. <laughs> you know, any press is good press. Any press is good press. So yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I just feel like sometimes it's maybe even a little bit intentional. We talked a bit about this when, um, when I think when we were talking about the trophy room scandal. I mean, you, you, you could be right. You could be right. I have to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, you could be right. But, like, there, there's really no way for us to know, unfortunately. And, like, it, yeah, it could totally. just be, like, this giant master plan. Now, to be fair, there's a lot of parallels between the, um, the mischief scandal and what happened with the Ari Menthols. And it's kind of interesting that this happened – like, you know, like just so happened to happen, like what, 10 or 20 years after the Ari Menthol situation. Like, it's mm. almost like, you know, like, why is this a periodic thing? And if it happens again in another 20 years, may maybe Brett has a point, you know? Um, but maybe yeah, until I then I'll wear my tinfoil hat. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I, until then, like, you know, you wear your tinfoil hat. I'll, I'll wear mine on Thursdays. I don't wear them on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, I feel like you're right, Brett, from the standpoint of, like, Nike just has so many models out and is just, like, so widespread. I feel like I feel like I've read stats multiple times before that say, like, all the time, like, Nike's most popular selling shoe is, like, their Monarch, bro, like, yeah, be astounded as to the sell through on this shoe, and it's just like you say, it's just dusters in the Midwest, man, or whatever. And they have like 18 pairs of Air Monarchs or whatever, and it's like the Air Monarchs like 50 bucks or 60 bucks in the state, you know, like it's very affordable. And I feel like you're right, uh, a lot of these just like super, super, super GR, like affordable Nikes that you don't even we don't even see in Foot Locker here or whatever, like, um, they just sell like bananas, um, so yeah i guess i guess that's a thing um i think the independent brand thing is very interesting and i think you're very right brett i feel like we are seeing a lot more of the quote-unquote independent brand um i've definitely heard of collegium and seen their stuff um it's like saint laurent sneakers kind of but affordable i guess um uh i want to say mash the customizer of you know a pretty popular customizer has started his own brand i think um pretty pretty neat i know there's this um like sneep the sneeps crew brand or something like yeah. that um there's like i i know like kanye's barber ibn jasper started his brand stratica international there's a lot of independent shoe brands out there and i think you're right they're doing some cool stuff um, I've never heard of We Are Underdogs. I think that's the freaking terrible name for your company, but okay, cool. Um, the platform idea is super dope. I think that's awesome that they're like collaborating with YouTubers to make uh, shoes, you know, like that. That's cool. I, I think it's funny. Like, I feel I get this feeling that like a lot of independent shoes look the same, and it's kind of jokes. Like, I just looked. I was looking at We Are Underdogs, and all their shoes kind of look like uh, like Fear of God ripoffs. I don't know. It's weird. So they're like. I don't like it. It's also like the soul, like, you know, a lot of sneaker design, like obviously you kind of have to design around the soul in a, in a sense. And like, absolutely. Cause of the yeah. mold things I do understand. And, and, and I know we are underdogs. Like they've definitely used, they don't make their own molds for that. Like they just buy like Vibram and other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. The independent, uh, I feel sneaker companies on the rise. And then, I mean, with the amount that I talk about ASICs, of course, I'd be remiss not to mention them at least once in this conversation. Uh, I feel like they're, you know, they've got a bunch of relatively high profile collabs as of late. Obviously they've got this Kiko Kostadinov dude, um, you know, like as a in-house position, uh, part of their sports style. So similar to Teddy joining New Balance there. Um, in terms of like, like gr cool a6 sneakers i feel like they still don't really have a good model or anything like that yet i feel like a6 is very performance oriented and all of their more casual models are like under maybe the tiger brand and it's kind of confusing kind of the, how they do their branding maybe so i feel like you're right like the marketing aspect could come heavy into that um and not to dis a6 or anything but the the look especially of the, like the tiger onitsuka stuff like it, it looks dated it's dated because like you know when people yeah, look at that yeah. shoe they think of like bruce lee movies or movies around that time of the year yeah you're right yeah it's not dated because of the actual design yeah dated old shoes like that or like hyper futuristic like patent running shoes right like I, you're right yeah. 
minimal middle ground. To be fair, I feel like ASICS does better outside of North America. Like I, I feel like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely with Adidas, just because like like just for the history of the company and whatnot, but ASICS even more so. Like Adidas still has some prominence in North America, but I feel like ASICS like has very little com- in comparison and more so in like a- in Asia and uh, course, Asia. Asia. Well. yeah that's that's another thing that you're right is like like we're super like North American bias I guess right without even you know taking it into consideration or whatever like Nike is an American freaking company so like obviously they're gonna be huge and like very big here whereas like and I think about this all the time and, and I only really like you took this in kind of earlier this year it was like yo a lot of Adidas product and stuff is just like whack to us, bro. They're headquartered in Germany. Like they're just like out of touch euros. I feel for a lot of the decisions, man. So it's like, you know, like you guys just don't know what's going on over here or whatever. And it's like, like you're saying now, it's like shit goes crazy in Europe, but like no one gives a fuck over here. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the, the ZX models could help address that because I don't think that the ZX model, like as a silhouette is that bad, even by North American. Bro, I love the ZX, but I still don't think people yeah. care because it's too classic. Yeah. Like people don't care, man. And and what you're saying about ASICs, I think is very true too. ASICs definitely dominates. I feel, I don't know, but I feel like they have a very large presence in Asia. It is a Japanese company. And so obviously it makes yeah. sense that they have more of a presence over there. Right. Um, yeah. Just like how Nike's freaking gigantic over here. Not to say that they're not big in other parts of the world. Obviously they yeah, are. Nike has a big presence in Japan. We know, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You don't okay. want to put your tinfoil hat on, Jason? Um, <laughs> in terms of the Nike drumming this up, I, I feel like Nike's, like, I don't think they're ever worried. I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't do shit like, like a villain like this. Like, they're just like, like, they've always got enough buzz and the marketing's always good, kind of, I feel. And they're just like, yeah. Oh, they're just like, fuck these guys. I don't know. Yeah. And to all the listeners who are like diehard Nike fans, like I, I, I say this with like incredible respect. Like I grew up with Nikes for most of my life when I wasn't buying, um, Payless shoes, um, but but like the other thing I have to consider is that like the time in my life when I was able to buy Jordans for non-absurd prices was like at the tail end of that Adidas era, right? So if any of you are actually like real fans of like you genuinely like Nike shoes because you like the shoes, like we're not gonna get a reduction in these resale prices until like uh, other brands kind of like meet the hype requirement. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the the market demand kind of needs to go down if we want the resale cost to go down. You're right. Yeah. yeah of course. I yeah. I don't think you're gonna see any hype Jordans or any hype Nikes coming down in price significantly anytime soon. Yeah. Like like until we until we get to a point where like you know the market isn't as flooded by Nike, like we're we're definitely not gonna get it. Um. But yeah. Any closing remarks before we end off? Um, yeah, just one quickly and kind of, you know, just to what Nab said as well. Um, I, I say this as a guy who has, you know, predominantly a Nike based collection. So, you know, that's just me. Uh, that's definitely my favorite brand as well. Um, and this title of being, you know, the king per se of sneaker brands, um, or being on top doesn't come without, you know, hard work and earning it. So, as much as we like to hate on Nike, um, at the end of the day, their catalog is what it is for a reason. And uh, it's just a brand that also deserves to be there. So, For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, just to add on to that, I would just say that, you know, co- competition usually leads to 
to better innovation. So like I think yeah. at the end of the day, we just want to see more competition uh, for that top of the mountain slot. I agree entirely. Yeah. On that note, that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen through to the end of this week's episode. Please tune in again next week and give us a follow if you haven't already on Instagram at Sneakersons Podcast. Full disclaimer, Sneakersons is recorded before a live studio audience and all the thoughts, queries, and qualms we discuss on the pod are our own. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Peace. 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 Adios.